Welcome to Starry Alignment, your source for cosmic strategy and divine timing. This is a powerful portal where you get to engage in the practice of seasonal magic as we consider the impact of upcoming planetary transits and deepen our sense of the themes playing out through transformative ritual. Every month with the new moon, you will have this resource as a guide to master your unique cosmic strategy and divine timing. My name is Stevie, and I am here in celebration of the sacred rhythm between Mother Earth and Father Sky. Together, we will discover the most important and potent windows in the month ahead to plant seeds of intention, take action, rest, reflect, and co-create. We will then journey in our mind and bodies to deepen our understanding of our perception of time and how we will choose to weave with it. Together, we will accept the shadow and alchemize it with light to amplify the manifestation of our deepest desires for the highest good. I invite you to take notes throughout this transmission, plan ahead with it, and show up for it fully at a pace that works for you. There are timestamps in the description of this episode to help you navigate the calendar of events and find the ritual portion of this experience with ease. It is a blessing to be here with you now. So without further ado, let's begin. This past week, I shared with those on my love letter email list that after three years of producing and publishing astrology content daily online, the energy of 2020 summoned me to take a hiatus and to listen very closely to my voice from within. After months of planning to relaunch this experience that you're now a part of right now, I must say it is really, really good to be back. Since we've last connected, I've taken the time to go deep and reimagine my work and how it can best serve you, this community, and the world. I've come to more closely understand my dharma as an astrological analyst, translator, and teacher. And I've restructured my offerings so that they are more simple, impactful, and even more magical. So, For the horoscope section of this podcast, we will go back in time to see what's been going on that's gotten us to where we are now. And once we finish that overall view of time, and in this episode, we're going to go back six months, we're going to go back pretty far just to catch you up to speed uh, with how I've seen these transits and how I can transmit what it might have meant for you. And after we do that, we're going to look at the month ahead week by week. And at the start of each week period, I'm going to share with you the void moon periods of the week so you know when these rhythms are happening for you to rest so you can make the most of those times right off the bat. Void moons are times when the moon is not making aspect to any other sign. And the saying goes that if you try to do anything during a void moon period, the transaction that you go for will be void. 
And so it's a really great time to be aware of because it can be times where you really want to be flexible with the plans that you make or you can design your day so that during that time you can choose to meditate, cook, eat, relax. It's a really good time to be with yourself because even if you're talking and relating to somebody else, what you might want or what they might want might become lost in translation due to that void energy. So we're going to start off by pinpointing when the void periods are throughout the week. We will also review when the moon phases are happening throughout the week and when they change, what that means for you, where we are in the moon cycle, and how you can work with it. We will focus primarily on planetary transits because many of them are what is going to give us the overall view of the cosmic flow, really all of them, right? So we're going to review a lot of the aspects, sometimes not all of them. You'll see as I share my calendar, we're going to try to move through things pretty quickly so you have a good overview here. But we're not going to look at the day-to-day -day moon transits. So if you want to get the transits from the planets outside of the moon and you want to get the moon transits on your, on your radar, I invite you to check out these Wicked Veracity calendars, which you're going to see me sharing my screen later on in this episode. And these calendars can be downloaded right to your cell phone, right to your favorite digital calendar. I use Google Calendar so I can access the transits day-to-day -day from the past and into the way future using these Wicked Veracity calendars. So if you want to get these calendars on your devices, I highly recommend it. I actually contacted the founder of Wicked Veracity, Robin, who also has a podcast called Wicked Veracity. I highly recommend you check it out. But I just contacted her to like send her some praise and she was like, make sure your audience knows that they can work with you um, as a portal to save a little bit of money. So if you wanna get these calendars, save some money, follow along with me, go to staryalignment.com slash cal. And so in these episodes, we're going to be looking through the month to month, week by week. We're going to look at the moon phases. We're going to be looking at the transits. We're going to skip through the moon aspects because it can be a lot just looking at this monthly overview. And um, yeah, let's dive in. That's pretty much the, the overview. And then later on, we're going to, we're going to dive into a ritual to enhance our knowing and our embodiment and our trust and our faith in the time that is passing and the time that has passed and the future that is coming. So what I want to do is send us back to all the way back to September, which is six months ago. So let me just pull this up on my screen. Okay, so if we go back all the way to September, six months from where we are right now, we had Mars had just entered the sign of Libra, and Mercury is also in Libra, and Venus was in Scorpio. So during this time, this was all about really connecting to what makes us feel in our mind 
and in our will balanced. And there might have been things that were happening in your life that were genuinely throwing you off in September, right? Um, Venus was also in Scorpio where our deep desires, some of those shadowy ones, some of the ones that we don't like to admit, were kind of running the show. So what happened was Mercury went retrograde in September, on September 26th in the sign of Libra and was retrograde all the way till October 18th. So right at the beginning, we're gonna work with Mercury, the planet that rules the mind. And I just wanna take you back to around the end of September and what was going on for you during that time? What were you rethinking in terms of how you can create more balance and harmony in your life? And how maybe has that shifted over the last six months for you to have a deeper understanding of what your true values are. Oftentimes when planets are retrograde or when we're going through transits, especially tougher ones, it can be like we are grappling with the essence of it and we don't actually realize the full potential or the gift or the lesson until later. So just looking back between September 26th and October 18th, how were you changing and shifting in the way that you relate to yourself and your own values and how you create balance in your life? How were you taking action or how are you not taking action on that? And what deep, uh, mysterious, hidden desires were you living out in maybe a way that you really loved and maybe in ways that you learned from later? And in, this, in October, we then started the month with a very potent energy of Pluto turning direct on the 6th of October. So Pluto is the planet that rules the underworld. And uh, it is the planet that rules Hades, hell, and in that place of heat and depth, we actually get to become the phoenix that rises from the ashes. So when a planet turns direct, it's like, boom, this energy is about to go. And previous to that direct energy, Pluto was retrograde. So there might've been things that you were hiding, that you were covering, that you were um, not in integrity with, that once Pluto came direct on October 6th, that began a motion of really deep transformation. And whether or not that came alive on October 6th, or it took some time for you to see it in actuality, that was a big alignment that was important for us back then. So right at the beginning, beginning of October, what was happening? Were there any secrets that um, maybe were being created during that time? What, were there deep downloads of transformation that you really wanted, but maybe resisted? And now possibly you are aligning with that. You are creating that. And again, Pluto is in the sign of Capricorn right now and has been and has been moving through this sign of Capricorn. So some of these deep transformative essences that we've been working with are related to Capricorn. Capricorn is the cardinal earth sign. Earth is the material, 
right? So how are we transforming our relationship with the material, whether we want to or not? And Pluto, again, is the ruler of hell. So it can almost like the things around you become a reminder of, of things that might be against your own integrity, right? And, and, and it's, it's the process of identifying those things and then allowing them to shed so you can use it as ash so that you can rise, right? So in October, we also had Venus enter the sign of Sagittarius. So rather than her be in the sign where um, she is in her, it's been a long time, y'all. There we go, Venus. Yeah, that's what I thought. In the sign of her detriment. I didn't want to say detriment or fall and get it wrong, right? But if you can see my screen here, I've got quick guides that help me remember all the little details so we can keep it moving, right? So when Venus is in Scorpio, she's in the sign of her detriment, the place where uh, she does not function very well. So during that time when we had uh, Venus in Scorpio, it might have been a really rough time. And you can even think back to how that time might have related to some serious um, relationship issues or transformations that you went through back in October of 2018 when Venus retrograded in the sign of Scorpio. So coming back to um, this transit with Venus, moving into the sign of Sagittarius in October, um, Sagittarius is the sign ruled by Jupiter. So once Venus came into that sign, we began, we began to become a little bit more optimistic, a little bit more open-minded, and the, the weight was beginning to lift. However, Venus was also sitting on the south node in Sagittarius when we had the north node in Gemini and the south node in Sag. So there might have been things that you really started to shed in relationship in, with you know maybe your consciousness around money, around the material, around um, how you wish to be in deeper gratitude and in deeper alignment with that which you value, which is all the things that Venus connects to. And Sag is the planet of travel and of uh, you know expansiveness. It is the mutable fire sign. And in this place of mutability, we are able to really release, let go, and allow the fire to move us, to guide us with a little bit more faith and trust. So once Venus left that place, well, Venus is there, let's stay there, right? So another thing that happened is the next day, October 8th, we had the sun conjunct Mars in Libra. So during this time, I really wanted to point out the sun conjunct Mars energy because this might have been a time where you were like, you know what? I know exactly who I am and what is going to bring me balance. And I am committed to making that happen. And maybe that's changed for you now as time has passed. But I just want to invite you to feel where you were at the beginning of October and how these themes may have been showing up for you and how the flavor may be tasting different now. What were you really committed to? in the beginning of October. What was clear for you and how can you bring that into where you are now? Right, and then on 10-10, 2021, um, we had Saturn go direct. Um, and also on 10-18, just eight days later, we also had Jupiter go direct. So we have two of the major uh, planetary bodies, the slower moving planets, Saturn, the Lord of Karma and Time, and Jupiter, the Lord of 
spirituality and of mentorship and of the guru, right? So in the middle of October, like beginning of October, October 10th, October 18th, we have this inner knowing, this inner um, force of discipline, of sovereignty, of, of being the master of our time and of our destiny and of our faith really coming to live alive during that time. And just two days later after Venus went, or not Venus, Jupiter went direct, we had the Aries full moon on October 20th. And so this is a really beautiful thing to reflect on. We are, we just passed the Aries new moon um, on the 1st of April. And now we can reflect what was happening six months ago. What was coming alive for me during that full moon in Aries? And in that full moon in Aries, you know, let's look at it on the chart here. If you're joining me, um, you know, on the visuals, which you can see on Spotify or on YouTube. So let's pull it up. We're just going to get a rough chart of that day. So like, because this is such a deep overview of time, um, we don't necessarily have to, um, pull up. I want to go over like the, the big energies, the big themes, right? So this was on the 20th at morning. That's why I'm looking, looking a little wonky here. And I'm using Astro Gold, which I love. Um, it's a great software. So exactly. So on this full moon in Aries, we did have Mars conjunct the sun and Libra still. Right? So that powerful force of what do I know is going to bring me balance? And who am I as an individual to bring this into the world? The full moon is a time where we are blossoming. We are opening our heart into seeing the reflection of cosmic consciousness staring back at us as a mirror. Right. So right now we're in a new moon phase, the beginning of when I'm recording this and as we move through time and in this new moon phase, it is completely dark. We are in the darkness. We are in the place of unknown. The insight comes from really looking within. And as we reach the full moon period, it becomes a time where everything that we've manifested starts growing and growing and growing like crazy. And then as the moon phase dies, we, we kind of weed out the garden. So what was growing for you really big around October 20th? What kind of individual, what kind of warrior did you know that you were? And how can you bring that into the now? Okay, and then... We had Mars move into Scorpio on um, December, I'm sorry, October 30th. And when Mars is in Scorpio, that is the place of his domicile. So um, that is a sign that, that Mars rules. So that was a time when we had Mars in Scorpio where the energy was just like spot on. And Mars was in Scorpio all the way until... December 13th. So we had Mars and Scorpio from October 30th to December 13th. So during that time, it might've been some of those deep shadowy things, some of those patterns that maybe we weren't so comfortable facing back in September or August or previous to that, right? Because Mars is a two-year cycle. So when Mars enters Scorpio, 
the fixed water sign of great depth, which we cannot, it's like the depth that we, we could not even see what's down there. We're thinking about that the, the deep sea and how you need like a, like a submarine and some really high tech lighting just to see what's going on down there, right? So it took two years to Mars, to, for Mars to come back around and to enter that place where we can really see and cut through whatever is not serving us. So then we had Mercury move into Scorpio and Venus move into Capricorn on the same day on November 5th. So once we get into the beginning of November, the energy is just like completely changing. There's a shift and Mercury is now in the sign of Scorpio where some of these shadowy things, our mind can attune to it. You might be becoming psychic of things that you know, you might've suppressed, or you might be curious about, but you're not sure, but you can feel it, right? Because the Scorpio is that fixed water sign and the water is, is our emotions, right? So we can feel in that water sign. We can really feel to the bottom of the ocean, the vibration of what is going on. And this is actually the time where Venus entered Capricorn and she stays in the sign of Capricorn all the way till March 6th of 2022. So Venus, the planet that rules love and money and relationships was in the place where she is not very comfortable, right? This isn't a sign of her detriment or her fall. However, she is in a place where she is ruled by Saturn. She is ruled by the planet that plays no games, the planet that rules the government, that rules structures, that rules systems, and how we have possibly become um, enslaved or suppressed or cornered or compressed into a situation that, that required us to become more of a steward of the land that we are in and that we are the creators of our life. So the systems and structures in regards to relationship, in regards to money, in regards to your nourishment of your vessel, all things related to Venus, we really started to deepen our understanding and transform that from November 5th through to March 6th. So that was November, December, January, February, March. Five months, plan, uh, Venus is the planet that rules the number five. She creates a five-pointed five star in her, in her orbit. And this was a very, very long transit with Venus crossing over Pluto and Saturn right? So there might've been a lot of shedding that happened for you. I know that was true for me, which is why I'm back, right? I realigned with my values. I realigned with the relationships that I know that I want in my life, regardless of the government, regardless of the structures, regardless of the suppression and of the um, Aquarian control that some groups like to create over other groups, and this might've been a time for you as well, where you just really started to shed. So moving into November now, let's pull up the November transits. Just give you like mid-November here. Um, 
what was beautiful was that um, the sun actually trined Neptune. So Neptune is the planet that rules our dreams and also illusions, right? So this trine was on November 12th. And just two days later, three days later, on November 15th, the sun squared Jupiter in Capricorn. Because during this time, Jupiter was still in Capricorn, I'm sorry, in Aquarius under the rulership of Saturn, right? So Jupiter was in a place where he could not expand to the, to the outer, outermost limit like it, it is now that it's in the sign of Pisces, which we'll get to in a little bit. But when Jupiter was in Aquarius, Aquarius is ruled by Saturn and Saturn was in Aquarius. So Saturn had this control or a cap or a boundary or a synthesis that we all needed to learn from a vibration of creating appropriate boundaries, removing boundaries that keep you enslaved and keep you confined or keep you not feeling inspired, right? So Jupiter was in this place where um, we all began to learn the power of collective consciousness. And Jupiter was in this place uh, for most of 2021, if not all of it. I don't have the top of my head what Jupiter's transits were, but Jupiter stays in a sign for about a year. And Jupiter's been in Saturn ruled signs since the beginning of the pandemic, since the beginning of 2020 when it was in Capricorn and then it was in Aquarius. And finally, at the beginning of 2022, we got Jupiter entering its home sign of Pisces. So coming back to these aspects that I was referring to, um, we had the sun trying Neptune and square Jupiter. So this was a really interesting time of possibly being under some sort of illusion or having these rose colored glasses and trying to figure out how to navigate time and space while also feeling this, that squared Jupiter and like squares are ruled by Mars. They require, they require, and they, they cause us to take action. So during that time, mid November, there might've been something that you were getting downloads about a dream, a vision. Is it clear? Is it true? What can we do? How does it relate to where I am now? And how is that connected to my belief system? How is my belief system or what I'm creating in my abundant reality maybe coming up against the dream, right? So over time, some of the stuff may have changed, but it's just really interesting to look back. In mid-September, we also had Mercury move into Sagittarius. So now we have Mercury in more of a playful sign, the sign that is actually ruled by Jupiter and out of the place of Scorpio. So end of September or November, around November 24th, we had Mercury enter Sag. So let's just pop on over and look at that here so we can get a feel for it. So when Mercury entered Sagittarius, right away on the first day of entering Sagittarius, it aligned with the South Node. So right at the end of November, there was something going on that um, in our minds, we were like, wow, like something needs to clear. Um, I am, I, it's, it's opposite the North Node and the North Node is the place of our true fate. So um, during this time, it might've been a time of really expanding our relationship with our faith, 
and recognizing what is holding us back. The south node is the tail of the dragon. The south node is where we eliminate, where we excrete, and where we choose to integrate the shadow so that we can move toward light. It's less of a relationship with that direct light and more of a relationship with the darkness so that we can lean toward the light. Mercury again rules our mind. So deep, deep realizations at this time. And it is just four days later that um, Mercury and the sun align in a conjunction. And so this was, I believe, Yes, this was the last Mercury Kazemi that we had. And this podcast is actually launching on the Mercury Kazemi in Aries. And Mercury Kazemis are when the sun and Mercury align perfectly. Kazemi means in the heart of. And right now, Mercury is working through the fire signs. So the Kazemis are going to happen in Sagittarius and in Aries and in Leo. And this is like our mind really integrating what it means to know our fire and how appropriate right now with Chiron and Aries, right? Where the wounded healer in us is really being activated to know how to work through our mission and, and use our energy for the right reasons. So when we had that Mercury Kazemi, I love looking at Mercury Kazemis because they're actually known as very lucky times. Um, so it was November 28th when we had that last Mercury Kazemi in Sagittarius. And with all these transits, I totally invite you to check out where's your rising sign and how do these planetary transits fall within your chart. On December 1st, we had Neptune turn direct. So again, this is the planet of dreams. This is the planet of illusion and... Um, kind of like distortion, right? And how we have those rose-colored glasses that can paint beautiful art, but can also be sort of a distraction and um, a bit sometimes a bit poisonous because it's an illusion, right? So when, when Neptune turned direct on December 1st, it was almost like the illusion was starting to to dissipate, right? And after this, when, when Neptune was direct and is still direct, um, we are way more clear about what the dream is and how we're going to get that, right? And then just three days later, we had the solar eclipse in Sagittarius. So this was the last solar eclipse that we've had. And, and next month, we're going to have some more eclipses coming up. So we're almost, you know, we're, we're at the three-month mark here where we've been investigating you know, what's been happening in the past. So we've just gone through three months, right? And now we're at the, the marker of, or six months. And now we're at the marker of the last three months. So in the last three months, we have the new moon in Sagittarius on December 4th. And on that new moon in Sagittarius, it was a opportunity for us to do a clearing because on that new moon, it was on the south node, right? It was a new moon on the south node. And again, the south node is the tail of the dragon. It is about that purge and it was conjunct Mercury. So maybe now that it's three months later, there may be things that you you done shed. <laughs> you let it go. You, you really let faith and your inner compass guide you. You burned the last of it. 
Sagittarius is that 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 mutable fire sign meeting the end of the the three-part experience of an element, right? It's the end, right? It's the final burn. So during that time, um, it might've been a little bit challenging mentally, um, but it was a very clearing time to help us get into deeper touch with how we wanna touch the collective as well, because this lunation, this sun, moon, mercury, south node was in Sag, ruled by Jupiter. And Jupiter was in the sign of Aquarius with Saturn. So we're working with Aquarius energy here too as well. What are we letting go so that we can have a deeper relationship with the collective? What communities are we a part of that are not supporting us in the way that we really want? You know, it's like, what are we expanding toward and how can we appreciate what the communities we, we are a part of or were a part of, how they have supported us, how they've helped us grow. And from that process, what are we now reaching toward? What are we, you know, shedding so that we can, we can go toward the bigger vision, right? And at this time, um, the North Node was in Gemini and Mercury, who rules Gemini, was in Sag. So it was, it was not so much about thinking it through. It was more about this feeling through faith. And I can almost guarantee you've probably gotten yourself close to whatever was unraveling at that time now. And we will continue to unravel it because that is how, that is how eclipses work, right? So we're going to move a little quick now. Venus was conjunct Pluto on December 11th. And then on December 12th, the sun squared Neptune. So at this time, it was a deep opportunity for relationships to, to go into that place of incubation in the underworld. And remind I want to remind you that this was still the time where Venus was retrograde. So Venus was retrograde under the beams of the sun, we're not able to see her. And this is a time where we're doing deep inner work in regards to money, relationships, our values. And on December 11th, right after that solar eclipse on the 4th, Venus crossed over Pluto in Capricorn, right? So again, thinking about how we can better nourish our soil and what in our life might be the devil. You know, what is the, the, who is the ruler of the underworld? Who is, uh, or what is causing us so much distress and so much pain? Is it ourselves and how we're thinking? Is it a relationship? Is it a career? Is it a food? You know, it could be anything, but there are things that become clear at that time about what, what needs to go, you know? And um, with the sun squaring Neptune, some of the things that we thought were the dream start to get cut because squares are ruled by Mars, right? So, you know, it was really interesting that square was on 12, 12, 20, 21, right? So the, again, squares cause you to take action. So mid-December, what was going on that related to your dream? And how did you choose to take action from it? What did you cut out? 
So on the next day, this was a really busy week in December. December 13th, we had Mars move into Sagittarius and Mercury move into Capricorn on the same day. So Mars and Sagittarius gives us a really big energy around what, who we are, what we're about. Sages are, are super funny. They take things lightly, but again, keep in mind that Jupiter is ruled by Saturn at this time. So it was like a freedom and an expansion, but it's some, it was probably serious in some way. Right. And then Mercury was moving into Capricorn to follow Venus and to cross over Pluto. And, um, oh, here it is. So my mistake, Venus actually went retrograde on the 19th of December. Um, eight days prior, she crossed over Pluto. Right. So either way, this was like a preparation. This was in the place where she was in um, her shadow of the retrograde. Right. So on December 19th, actually Venus entered that underworld and went retrograde, went back to see Pluto, went back to see Pluto. Right. So December 19th through January 29th was when we had Venus retrograde in Capricorn. And like I've shared in the beginning of November, all the way to March, we're working with this Venus and Capricorn energy. We're working with our relationship to earth a relationship to our physical body and how we make the most of our time in this vessel, right? So when Venus went retrograde, December 19th through January 29th, that started to get really real. And you could also connect this back to eight years prior when Venus was last retrograde in the sign of Capricorn. I personally had a very interesting synchronicity around this retrograde and it's actually my Venus sign. I have Venus and Capricorn in my chart and she retrograded right over my chart and she connected back to eight years ago where I, I, I had a very potent love and relationship that was meaningful to me. So see if these threads connect to you in any way. On December 25th, that's when Venus actually hit, hit Pluto again. And, um, you know, maybe there was something deep, even deeper during that time where you were able to like surrender even more to that energy. On December 28th, Jupiter entered Pisces and there was this big opening of our hearts. Pisces is the mutable water sign. So this is the completion of water. This is the deeper sea and deeper. I, I always think of Pisces also as like the rivers, right? So we've got Cancer, which is the shore, the shallow. We've got Scorpio, which is the deep depth. And we've got Pisces, which allows us to connect with the gradual rise of the depth and into the rivers right? So it's a releasing of our emotions. It's a trusting, it's a flowing, and it's the yin sign of Jupiter. So super exciting when that happened. Um, we also had the Capricorn new moon right at the start of the new year and Venus or Mer Oh yeah. Venus retrograde came Kazemi on January 8th. So Kazemi meeting Venus is now in the heart of the sun. So when Venus is in the heart of the sun, these are lessons around what we value even deeper, 
You know, it's like great clarity around what this, what the entire purpose of Venus in, in this sign of Capricorn from November through to March. If you want to know what, where the seed was, it was on January 8th when Venus was retrograde in the heart of the sun, in the depth of her shadow, where the transformation really like was, was hidden, right? So what was coming up for you during that time? And then we had Mercury retrograde uh, in the sign of Aquarius from January 14th through to February 3rd. So we've got Venus retrograde, we had Mercury retrograde right in the beginning, in the middle of January. So January was a month where things were a little bit slower all the way to the beginning of February, where we needed to really figure out how to sort through all of this really interesting because these retrogrades were happening in the places where Saturn has been. And Saturn is the planet that creates restrictions, creates rules, creates um, communal societal standards. And if you noticed at the beginning of 2022, there was a collective shift. Um, at this point where I live, we're not really wearing masks anymore. You know, like the great resignation was sort of like a wave and more and more people are starting to become awake of how they can be more self-sufficient, you know, and how they can serve people, how they can serve the world with their own God-given talents, how they can use their resources to the best of their abilities and serve unique communities, right? So um, we had Mercury retrograding in Aquarius while we had um, Venus retrograding in Capricorn, both Saturn world time uh, signs and connecting us deeper to how we relate to time. So moving forward, we had Mars move into Capricorn, Mercury move into Capricorn and Mercury. Well, let's start there. Mars move into Capricorn and Mercury move into Capricorn pretty much two days apart. Uh, so now we've got Mars in the sign where he is exalted, right? So right at the beginning of uh, this transit, uh, right at the beginning, I'm sorry, right at the beginning of, uh, <laughs> yes, at the beginning of this transit, at the end of January, we started to get some serious momentum behind what it is that we really wanted to do uh, with with this year, right? So between January 20, uh, 24th and March 6th, that was a time where there was a lot of clarity, a lot of action, a lot of change, a lot of structures, a lot of systems being broken up and rearranged by Mars. Um, we had Mercury move into Capricorn retrograde. So some of the routines, some of the structures, some of the ways that we were organizing ourselves, we really began to become more serious about, become more strategic about. And uh, finally, Mercury turned direct on February 3rd. And the next day, the sun conjoined Saturn on February 4th. So the sun was in Aquarius, Saturn is in Aquarius, and this is a really beautiful transit. It happens once a year. 
Um, but it's a time where we get really serious about our relationship with our mortality. It's a time where, where also, you know, people in power can, um, become even more powerful, right? So, um, it's really important that we realize that we are the seat of our own soul and that we are the captain of the ship at all times. And this conjunction of the sun and Saturn in Aquarius, I think, was a beautiful seed to remind us of who we're meant to be connecting with. So, you know, I invite you now as we come into April to take hold of those connections. Um, as we move forward in time, Mercury moved into Aquarius and we started to really feel more connected to that dream, connected to the communities, connected to the possibilities. Aquarius is the fixed air sign, so it really gave us an opportunity to think long and deep about what it is that we were trying to create. So Mercury transited and entered that place of Aquarius on uh, Valentine's Day on February 14th. So I just want to like make sure that I don't go too far. We're almost done here and we're going to go into the month ahead. Um, so jumping to the last new moon, we had the new moon in Pisces uh, with Mercury and Saturn conjunct. So let's pull that up really quick. This was March. Yes. So March 2nd was the Pisces new moon conjunct Jupiter and Neptune. And um, this new moon also was in a very wide trine with the North Node. So um, this new moon was quite a beautiful one for us to really feel deep into the expansiveness of the blessing that Jupiter and Pisces is. Jupiter is only in the sign of Pisces every 12 years. And when Jupiter is in his home sign, whether it's in Pisces or Sagittarius, this is known to be a time of great luck and of great expansiveness. And this can be, um, you know, there's always a shadow of expansion and overspending and gluttony and, you know, dreaming too big. But, you know, what I want us to do is focus on the positive, you know, like what was coming through during that time that allowed you to be more in connection with your deeper spiritual self. Mercury and Saturn were also conjunct here in the sign of Aquarius perfectly. They were literally aligned on this new moon. You know, they were together. So Mercury, the planet that rules the mind, and Saturn, which rules the structures and the systems that rule society. There was a download that happened there. Not to mention, holy smokes, that Venus, Mars, and Pluto were all conjunct as well to the exact degree a month ago on this new moon. So they were conjunct in the sign of Capricorn. So there's an emphasis here on Capricorn, Aquarius, and Pisces. All of these later, uh, you know, uh, seasonal signs, the, the, the last chapter before we hit spring, the energy is there, you know? What do you want the end to look like? If you were to see the end of your life, the end of... You know, because what happens is that when the sun enters Aries, it begins like a new cycle through all 12 signs. It's a rebirth, right? So the signs before are shedding. 
It's a, it's a recycling. And with all of these planets in these later signs, it was a great shedding and a great invitation to know what it is that you want to be known for. You know, and what do you want to be known for in the end? I could go on and on. Okay, so just some quick exciting news about what happened in March. We had the sun conjoin Jupiter on March 5th. So March 5th might've been a time where you had a really beautiful download. You know, I, I would look back in your journal or look back on your calendar. Who were you talking to when the sun was conjoined the greater benefic in his home sign of Pisces for the first time in 12 years and for the last time in 12 years right? So, you know, just something to consider, like, what did you know to be true at the beginning of March, March 5th? And the next day, uh, Mars moved into Aquarius and Venus moved into Aquarius on the same day and they conjoined perfectly. Super interesting. I remember this happening and being like, damn, you know, so if we look here on the chart, we've got Venus and Mars both entering Aquarius now and the, now, you know, there's no other way. I actually became like fully vegan in March. Like I was like, I'm with it, you know, like I am with this community of people that, you know, want to eat well. And I'm going to, I'm going to shift my consciousness to know how to connect, to know how to relate, to know how to survive. Right. So, you know, big shifts happening in the beginning of March opportunities for you to leave a really deep impact. Um, in your communities and in your relationship with air, with your what you think, with what you speak, with what you share, right? Because Aquarius is that air fixed air sign. So final transits um, before we jump into April's energy and the energy of Aries season. Um, we also had the sun conjoin Neptune on March 13th. So another opportunity to think like what was going on in the realms of your dreams, you know, like what deeper insight. And this is not, this is not an opposition. It's not a square. It's not like later in the fall where, where the sun squared Neptune, where we needed to cut something out. This is a conjunction. This is a fusion of the divine light with the planet of dreams, with the planet of illusion and breaking and, and, becoming aware of the illusions that we set ourselves in and how we can, you know, really create and, and, and manifest a beautiful artistic piece for our life. And we had the equinox, the spring equinox on uh, March 20th, where we entered airy season and it started getting warmer in the Northern hemisphere. And just a day later, Mercury and Jupiter conjoined. So the planet that rules the mind, the great communicator crossed over Jupiter and told us what we really needed to know. And he also, Mercury also crossed over Neptune. So we have this stellium as we call it. Uh, 23rd, 23rd. Yeah, so we have this stellium as we call it with Jupiter, Neptune and Mercury right around the 20th of March, getting together and having a big conversation. You know, what do you want to expand on? What do you want to amplify? What do you want to see more of? How does this relate to your spiritual practice? How are you turning inward 
to create more peace in your life and for the planet, right? With all of the world events that are happening right now, how can we clear ourselves of the illusions of hate, of violence, of deceit, of lies, and connect deeply to our inner truth, right? And that time was a very sacred time, uh, March 24th, to really know what, it, what you're meant to be creating. So trust that. Trust what was coming through. And then finally, Mercury moved into Aries on March 27th. And uh, Mercury in Aries is a, kind of an interesting place for it to be um, because, you know, this is a sign where, um, you know, there is no detriment, there is no fall, but, um, you know, this is a sign ruled by Mars, right? So Mercury in Aries is going to make us really quick-witted in our communication, it's going to make us really like ready to get the message out, which is why I'm here right now talking to you after two years, right? It just feels like it's time to spread the word. And keep in mind that Mercury is still in the sign of Aquarius. Let's see, are we looking at the right day? Mercury, yes. So Mercury is still at, in the sign, oh, I'm sorry, Mars is still in the sign of Aquarius with Venus, with Saturn. Um, at this time. So it's like, how am I going to communicate this deeper message that I've been channeling for so long? How am I going to get it out? And that's what brings us to where we are now with the Aries new moon and this Aries energy that's coming through. So the last trends that I want to mention before we go into the future, you know, where we're going, where the future's at, because that was a deep transmission of what the past has been in a general sense. The last aspect was just this past Monday on March 28th, and that was when Venus and Saturn conjoined in the sign of Aquarius. So let's pull that up. Yeah, so this is just another, and it's so funny because the moon was also in Aquarius on that day. So Monday we had Venus and Saturn in this sign, and this is a time where we are experiencing a major global contraction of resources, of our relationship to money, of our ability to spend, our ability to give. And we need to, we're becoming very clear, very sure about how we are spending our money, how we are um, choosing to relate. You know, um, we want to be connecting with people who are like minded. We want to be connecting with people who understand our vision, who speak the same language as us. And so this Monday was a time, uh, March 28th, was a time for us to identify the kinds of people that we know are our people. And you can also kind of weed out and create better boundaries around the people that may not resonate with who you are becoming or who you are now. Right, So this Venus-Saturn conjunction was an invitation for us to feel 
and to create in our physical environment the kinds of long-term outcomes that we will be proud of in the future. So that really sums up the last six months. And we're going to dive now into what is happening in the month of April and how you can connect with it. Even though we don't know what's going to happen, there are still themes that we are going to connect to. Right, so we start off the month of April with a new moon in Aries right away. So first, before we go over this actual transit in and of itself, let's remind ourselves of what the essence of a new moon is all about, right? So this diagram that I have here on my screen, I recreated from Demetra George's book of Finding Our Way Through the Dark. And this book is all about the moon cycle and she summarizes it into this beautiful diagram, which I just recreated um, with my branding. But if we look at this corner, the, the bottom or the south, hmm, the west south corner, so the far corner of this, this image, um, the beginning of the new moon, this is the essence, the new moon is the essence of the winter solstice. And it is the birth of the sun, right? So if you think about what the energy is like in the beginning of a new moon, it is empty. There's no light. There's so much opportunity to be birthed from a new moon. And it is from this new moon that we begin to learn new things. So what you can do is look at your rising sign and where this new, new moon falls in your chart. So for example, if we just look at this new moon chart, the rising sign at the time of its perfection uh, was a Capricorn rising in New York. And uh, the, the new moon itself fall, fell into the fourth house. So if you're a Capricorn rising, this new moon would be about all things related to the fourth house. So this is about home and family, etc., etc. Um, I won't get into the specifics of how this lunation is going to impact you and your rising sign or your sun sign, but I just invite you to download Astro Gold onto your phone. They have it for Android and for uh, Apple, and you can get it on a tablet, you can get it on a desktop, and it's usually around twenty to fifty dollars. And that's a lifetime purchase. So that is completely worth it if you're interested in astrology at all and how it's affecting you. And if you don't know your birth time, you can just use your, your sun sign and your moon sign to kind of give you a general gist of where this might be affecting you. Meaning if you are an Aries sun or an Aries moon or both, right? Your, the, you would make the rising sign of that chart, whatever the planetary symbol is that you're connecting to. So if you're an Aries sun, you'd make the rising Aries, uh, Aries sun at the time that you were born. Just pick your birthday and then change by the, by the hour until you actually get to the point where 
Aries is the rising sign. Aries is the first place in the chart. And then wherever that, wherever the new moon, which in this case, the new moon would be in the first house of your body and your identity, those themes would be speaking even more loudly in your life. So always look at how this is affecting you. You can experiment with sun, moon, and rising. I really enjoy all three. Um, sun and moon are, our sun and rising speak the most to me, as well as my rising, right? There's so many things you can do with the rising. So um, yeah, let's just jump back to looking at this diagram. So the new moon is all about this energy of emerging, of incarnating into a new being. This is an emergence and an opportunity to project what is coming to life. You know, what area of your life are you perfecting is the word that I want to say that you're focusing on, that you are able to deepen in your understanding of. And throughout the last six months, each of the lunations as we move through the seasons, those were opportunities for you to get to know yourself even more. That's what the solar return is all about. The solar return is a celebration of you moving through all 12 signs. And every year that we are here and we're alive, we get to enjoy the process of learning and getting to know ourselves and being humble in the process. So in this new moon phase, it's an opportunity for you to really think about what are you inspired by? You know, what in your life is really obviously calling you to make a change with? And how can you make that change in a way that's super intentional and plant a seed that you know is going to sprout and bring you the most beautiful ideas that are going to resonate with your heart and with the people who feel you and receive you, right? So when we come back to the energy of this Aries moon, we notice that the Aries moon is actually perfectly conjunct Chiron, the archetype of the healed, healed the, <laughs> the wounded healer, right? And the wounded healer, I just want to say, it's been coming up a lot in my practice here, is, is a bit of like learning how to be humble and, you know, laugh at yourself. Let it be okay if you make mistakes. Let it be okay if you, you know, have wounds. It is from those wounds that either you get to learn or other people get to learn from just the the experience of what is off, you know, what is scarred, what is um, needing more tending to. When we learn what we need to nurture, we become a master at nurturing that thing. So what you can do is look at your birth chart to see where your rising sign is and line that up with this lunation. If you don't know your birth time, you can use your moon or your sun sign as the rising sign on the chart to identify how this energy is affecting you. So the rising sign is the first house in the chart, and then every other house in the chart is going to speak to a certain energy that relates to you. So if you don't know your birth time, you can just move the hour until your rising sign matches 
uh, the sun sign that you were born under. And if you have any questions about this, uh, feel free to leave a comment or a message and I can make a video about it soon. But working with this new moon, it is really an opportunity to connect to the energy that is Aries, right? So Aries is the beginning of spring. Aries is all about being independent and being the one that birds itself, you know, the one that is able to feel into what needs to be created from you as an individual, right? So this is all about independence. It's an opportunity to really be a warrior in your life and to stand up for things that you feel are worth your energy. This is the cardinal fire sign where the fire within us, the passion starts here. And what's really beautiful about this new moon was that it was conjunct Mercury and it was conjunct Chiron. So it was actually conjunct Chiron, like almost to the exact degree. I mean, within a minute, the moon aligned perfectly with Chiron. And Chiron is the energy of the wounded healer. And this is an asteroid that speaks to the process of integrating our wounds into who we are. And in knowing that we are complete as a result of the wounds that we carry. And the, the thing is that these wounds that we all have and they're all unique and individual to ourselves, they are the portal to our own mastery, right? Because if you have a wound and, and, and you don't ignore it, but instead you lean into learning more about it, learning how to treat it, learning how to acknowledge it, learning how to handle it differently, you know, how to prevent more damage and how to nurture and recover some of the, the damage that has already been done. So this, this new moon is an opportunity for us to really look at what are we willing to open heartedly with, with a beautiful heart on fire heal without condemning ourselves of being wrong for having the heat, the wound in the first place, right? Because in the process of recognizing what is not working for us, there is a process of judging, right? Like, well, I don't want that. And I want this, this is better. This is, this seems good, you know? Um, but you can judge it's part of our process in logical thinking and in rationalizing time and relationships and our values, but actually condemning yourself for the thing that went wrong or the thing that is bad or the thing that needs healing creates more of a suffering cycle where we are shaming and blaming and hurting ourselves with the higher intention of healing. So rather than going through the process of condemning yourself and giving yourself so much drama over the truth, what you can do is really allow yourself to accept and love who you are and that it makes you the unique individual that you are. And it actually gives you a gateway into helping more people who are, who actually experience balance from you when you have mastered this element of self, right? Because if you master a wound, and then you meet somebody who has a very similar wound, 
you become a beacon of light for them. You instantly balance them because you give them a source of inspiration. So this new moon is really connecting us to, in a big way for, for how we're gonna move in through the rest of this year, ways that we are integrating and accepting and rejoicing in the uniqueness that comes from our wounds. You know, and this lunation, this new moon also comes with Mercury aligned in there. Mercury is in Aries as well. So there is an invitation for us to use our voice, to use our intellect, to use our mind, to connect to the people who are going to help us in this healing process. And through communication, through intentional use of our words and intentional use use of our thoughts and our prayer process with the great being the great the great source mercury is the planet that rotates itself all around the sun constant the only planet that rotates around the sun the source of light so it is the divine messenger of god and so what divine messages are, are coming alive for you? Uh, remember, we talked about the Kazemi in Sagittarius and how that was a really big deal and how that was an opportunity for us to connect with our faith on a bigger scale. And with this passing month, let's look on the, the Wicked Veracity calendar. Um, we will get to it, but, um, this is actually the closing of Mercury through the fire signs. Um, she, Mercury is going to begin retrograding in the air signs, starting with Gemini next month. So this is also the last full month where we do not have Mercury retrograde. So it's a really good time to just like go for it, you know, to do the thing, to, to speak up, to take action, to get the paperwork done, sort it out. You know, this is an energy of warrior. This is an energy of taking action and, and really just curbing the fire with kindness to yourself, to others not going too fast. I've heard, I've heard of people on this new moon when I'm recording this, uh, really hurting themselves, throwing out their back, you know, like just moving way too fast. So take your time this month. Mercury, oh Mercury, uh, Aries rules the head, right? And this is about cooling down, you know, letting the blood rush to the head, get excited, use your endurance, get athletic during this time, get out, get some fresh air, enjoy the spring. But be mindful of not overheating. Be mindful of not boiling your blood with so much pressure to get it done and get it done right. You know, and the other thing too here is that we had Venus conjunct Saturn earlier this week. And Mars is also in this sign as well. So we've got Venus, Saturn, and Mars all in Aquarius. And Aquarius is the sign that teaches us how we can be constructive, how we can really think in a way that is clear, right? Because it's fixed air. You can see right through air. There's really nothing you can hide. 
So how can we be really clear in the way that we are relating, in the way that we are handling our money, in the way that we are taking action? How can we be really, really direct? And some themes since this, since Aquarius is ruled by Saturn, some key words for Saturn are boundaries, commitment, maturity. So there is a lot of maturing around how we're taking action, you know, how we're relating, how we're calling in money, how we're organizing our budget, how we are choosing our relationships. There's a lot of dedication and maturity and aligning with authority figures that inspire you or people that you feel are going to help you focus on the work that you're meant to do, right? So this is a very powerful time to kind of embrace a bit of the chaos that comes from spring and the chaos that can come from all this energy in, Aquar in Aquarius that's been building. Venus and Mars are going to leave and Saturn's gonna be alone in Aquarius for some time. We've had a lot of transits moving through Aquarius with Jupiter and all the other planets like crossing through Aquarius. And this is the last final sweep before these personal planets move away from this super serious place that speaks to necessary restriction, necessary struggle in order to create more discipline, in order to create more perseverance. This is also going to be a time where you might find yourself um, working with energies of stagnation or procrastination or even rejection in relationship uh, because this is these are some of the themes of Saturn. Saturn initiates boundaries, therefore initiates rejection. But in that process, it builds a foundation for us to now build off of and to create from a place where the things that don't align with us are not within the container. The only thing that gets in that container is what is pure and what is quality, right? In the essence of Aquarius, this is midwinter. You know, we don't eat things in midwinter that will make us sick. We don't really have the immune system for that. We're very particular. We're very disciplined about what we choose to ingest. So this goes to the same theme this month, this big nation of, of Aries season as we ignite in spring in the Northern Hemisphere around being really strategic and really intentional about the potency that can be created within your community, within your network at this time. Keep in mind that Jupiter and Neptune are building in a conjunction and on this new moon, we see that conjunction. So uh, throughout the whole year of, well, since Jupiter entered Pisces at the beginning of, um, at the beginning of the year, wow, I cannot believe how quickly Jupiter is moving. So, um, yeah, I mean, Jupiter is, is, is going to go retrograde. So that's why we have a little bit more time, right? So Jupiter is going to conjunct Neptune. So right now what's happening is that there's an energy of expanding and connecting to that deep cosmic collective dream. Like how do you weave into the cosmic flow? Why are you here? What are you meant to expand into? What is your spirit meant to learn? What is your spirit meant to become more faithful with? 
How could you be more truthful? How could you be more embodied in your ability to trust, but with the most appropriate boundaries, right? It's like trusting in the right relationships, trusting in quality, investing in quality, and knowing that you can feel the difference and knowing that the vibration of this is an illusion and this is pure truth dream expansion, it can be felt. What we're learning right now uh, with the North Node in Taurus, the yin sign of Venus's expression and Venus rules the senses. So this is the feminine evolutionary growth point for the world with the North Node in Taurus, for us to really begin to feel what it is that we know and where we're going. You can close your eyes and sense the energy and know if it's, you know, what, what you're looking for, what, what is aligned with your heart. And the process is really just learning how to direct yourself quickly without burning other people as we have this Mercury in, in, in Aries. You know, let, let things be fast. I heard someone within, my, someone within my community recently say, if you're not moving fast, if you're not moving quick, like you're not moving fast enough in Aries season, like it's going to be fast. There's going to be little things that happen and it's a matter of being steady with your pace so you don't, you don't burn out, you don't hurt yourself, but it is quick moving. You know, it's about taking action. All right, so now we are looking at the first week in April and we can break this down into week by week thanks to Wicked Veracity. And I'm going to just, great. So after this beautiful new moon in Aries on the first Friday, April 1st, um, what we can do now before we jump into the week by week is I just want to give you the void moons of the week. So from, well, actually, yeah. So the first void moon of the week of this forecast is on Saturday. We have a void moon from 9.50 a.m. until 12.50 p.m. Eastern time. And so that's about a three hour window on Saturday morning in New York. If you're in this time zone or any other place in the world, you can just convert where you're going to want to rest, right? So the other times where you're invited to rest thanks to the moon's void period is on April 4th, April 6th, and April 9th. So we'll look at these as we move through time, but just know that those are your, your, your charging stations. And each of these void moon periods are between an hour. Some of them are, are, are much longer. I mean, they go throughout all night um, or for like three hours, but we'll go through that as we get closer. So Saturday, we actually have Mercury Kazemi and that is when this podcast is launching. So Mercury Kazemi is known as one of the most lucky days of the of the year, you know, we get these Mercury Kazemis uh, when Mercury is not retrograde three times a year. And so this Mercury Kazemi connects back to that Sagittarius Kazemi that we experienced. Let's see, what was the date on that? Yeah, so uh, Mercury was in Sagittarius and, and aligned in the heart of the sun on November 28th. 
of 2021. So this Kazemi on April 2nd is really a, a like a, a dip back into that, but in a different way. It's it's Sag and Aries. These are trining energies. These are the fire archetype coming into completion. And what we can do is really think like what was happening then and how is what's happening now an expanded version of that a more embodied or or um sacred warrior journey version of that you know like what are we really charging toward now that we knew back then but now we're taking action on it so this kazimi is a really beautiful time to set intentions that are all about how you want to think and who you want to be communicating with and how, you know, and, and align that with the Aries energy, align that with this Chiron energy around this wounded healer, integrating parts of yourself that you may have in the past been ashamed of, but now you can be free. You can be free of that shame. You can be free of that guilt. You can be free of the judgment that you place on yourself and the, the condemning that you might place on yourself as a result of the judgment. Judgments are really required for our learning. Um, but it's a matter of burning through the process of, of judgments that really hold us back, right? So if there's something that you are waiting for, some sort of download, some sort of truth, some uh, plan, a, a relationship. Mercury Kazemi, this alignment of Mercury in the heart of the sun, the planet that has this deep connection to the God source of the sun, because Mercury rotates around the sun. It's the only planet that can get so close to the source of light. Mercury is that divine communicator and he's going to deliver a message that we are now going to be integrating for the next three months or so. So really, really beautiful stuff to look forward to. So the next transit I want to talk to you about is Mars conjoined Saturn. And you remember we talked about Venus conjoining Saturn in Aquarius and what that was all about. So now we have Mars actually perfectly aligning with this energy in Aquarius. So what's going to happen is that we are going to be challenged because these are the two malefics coming together, meaning planets that do harm, planets that create war, planets that create division, planets that establish boundaries, whether they are for the best or for the worst. So it's really important in our individual lives that we harness this energy for the best, right? So if this is a really great opportunity to pay attention to your exercise routine, to your relationship with your endurance and how you can leverage time to support your passion, to support your ability to keep going and to allow yourself to move at a pace that is reasonable. Allow yourself to set expectations that put you in charge that make you feel empowered, that make you feel firm, that make you feel like unstoppable. This Mars-Saturn energy is an invitation to overcome the fear of feeling constricted or the fear of feeling controlled or the fear of 
uh, like your manifestations are going to take a long time to, to take off. And in some way, this is true, but it's a belief. Saturn is the planet that moves the slowest time. And there, these planets are both, um, meaning, let me clarify, Saturn is the, the slowest moving personal planet in the sky. Personal planet mean, be, meaning the planets that we can actually see with our naked eye. And Saturn takes 30 years to go all the way around Earth. Jupiter takes 12, and that's a huge gap. And then as we move to the other closer personal planets, their cycles are much faster. So Saturn does relate to 30 year cycles. So what might be coming through during this time is, again, those themes and how they connect to a 30 year cycle and how they connect to the communities that you're supposed to be a part of, right? And if you allow yourself to fall into the shadow and to create habits and routines and rituals and thought patterns, structures and systems that really don't support your inner fire, that really don't support your, your creativity, your ability to give, which is what Mars is all about, then you've set yourself up in 30 years for a life that you just like are like, wow, what happened to my time? So allow yourself to connect to the bigger picture and to know that right now in time, there's an invitation for you to not play small. There's an invitation for you to not be afraid of what's happening in the big world and who has the authority. Who has the authority? At the end of the day, your breath, your relationship with the present, your relationship with the dark and the light is your authority. Anything could be happening to you. And no one can take away from, take away your relationship with your body and with source. So remembering that you are the one in control of your peace. You are the one in control of your stillness and monitoring that stillness so that it remains sacred, right? And, and it's not, you're not still because you're bound. You're still because you're in bliss right? So beautiful, beautiful opportunity. And, and that evening on Monday, we have the moon moving into its wax, is waxing crescent phase. And so that means that we are now moving to a phase where there's more light in the sky. There's, there's a blossoming that's happening to those intentions that we set with the Aries new moon. So with this waxing crescent phase, this is the quickening of the light and the first shoots of energy that come from those sprouts or those seeds that we planted and they're, they're sprouting now. And this is a claim, a claiming of what is real for you, a claiming of what you are embodying. And in that process, you're going to have to expand. You're going to have to feel the struggle in the expansion and move forward. Another way of seeing this is asking yourself, what do I need, right? When you're struggling, you can create a plan to alleviate the struggle. So once we get into Tuesday of April 4th or Monday of April 4th, when we have that Mars-Saturn conjunction, 
it is not until 11.45 p.m. that we actually move into that phase. And when we're in a waxing crescent phase, it is a yin phase. So it's going to be a phase where there's a little bit less energy than when we're in a yang phase. And these phases change just about every four days. So going forward, the very next day, we have Venus finally entering Pisces, which is so exciting because Venus has been in Saturn ruled signs since November. When was it? November 5th. So Venus was in, a, in Saturn ruled signs starting with Capricorn from November 5th through to April 5th. So that's five straight months of, of Venus, the planet that rules money and relationships and love and intimacy and sensuality in a place that is all about boundaries and maturity and commitment and things that are, are a lot more serious to establish um, in comparison to the essence of Pisces and the ruler that is Jupiter. Because in comparison, we're talking about when Venus is in Pisces, more of an expression of expansion in relationships, abundance in relationships, having deep gratitude for specific relationships in our life because we've shed away, because we've created boundaries, because we've matured in knowing what we really want. And this is also the place where Venus, which rules our money and our relationships, can go through a process of divine discovery and a renewed sense of confidence. So it's really, really beautiful and exciting that we get to have Venus in this place. Yes, I was just checking here. So Venus is in her exaltation in Pisces which is the best place that Venus could be other than in her home signs of Taurus and Libra, right? So this is an opportunity, look, it's raining. I don't know if you can hear it on the mic, but as we call in Venus and Pisces, the, the rain starts flowing, the emotions start flowing. The opportunity is to connect with people who really feel us, who really can sense where our rivers are stemming and where they're going and why. Right. So, so beautiful. Um, if you are looking for, you know, connecting with people who like if you're waiting for the right types of these abundant relationships and when they're going to really start to flow for you, it's going to start around April 5th. And then and then when when Venus is throughout the sign for the next month. But damn, this is like a pressure release of the last five months of Venus in a more constrictive place versus an expansive place. So once we get to, uh, as we move through time, we're gonna see on Thursday, we have a very long void moon starting Wednesday night from 
14 p.m. through to 11.30 a.m. Thursday morning. So Thursday morning, especially, and even, you know, Wednesday night, Wednesday night, you might want to stay in and chill. And then Thursday morning, if you can, like take your time, get all your comforts in and know that during that void moon, you might want to um, just be flexible because not everything goes as we planned during void moons. During that void moon on Thursday morning, we're actually going to have uh, Mercury and in Aries sextile Saturn in Aquarius at 8.37 a.m. So that sextile is very harmonious and it's an opportunity for us to really communicate what is going to support the Aquarian efforts that we're working toward or the boundaries and structures that we're looking to honor. Um, it might be a good time to work with somebody who's going to help you heal over a very long period of time, right? Because this is Mercury, the planet that rules the mind, who just conjoined uh, Chiron and Aries, the wounded healer. And so there's this deep knowing that there are things that we're ready to heal and ready to help other people heal. And the sextile is ruled by Venus. The energy of a sextile is ruled and has the essence of Venus. So it speaks to opportunities and relationships that are harmonious. So you can connect with an authority or be the authority that someone connects to, to open up the mind, to open up to possibilities that are on their way. Thursday, the moon will move into Cancer and Friday, we have Mercury sextiling Mars. So now are we, we've connected with an authority and now we are like super confident in the action that we're trying to take. It's a really, really great time though to just be mindful of how you're communicating. You know, when we have these sextiles, usually they're, they're very harmonious, but it can also be um, just a warning because it's, it is uh, with Mars right? So just try not to let your communications come off too uh, intense or, you know, be mindful of your ego, be mindful of other people's boundaries, right? Because it's not just you in this universe that we're talking through. People are also in their own process, you know? So this is a very penetrative energy of your words that are able to reach people. And so make sure you use that in a good way. Um, Saturday, we're going to see the first quarter moon come into effect, and that's going to be in the morning, very early in the morning at 2.47 a.m. So now that we're in this first quarter moon, this is, a, this is like an opportunity to actually go for the seed that has been building, right? So in that first quarter phase, this is the, this is the time where you actually take that bold action. And um, we are active in our personality. We are active in the personality that was personified by the seed, right? And this is our opportunity to really build. This is in essence, in comparison to the seasonal shifts, the spring equinox. So this is the spring equinox within the spring equinox. This is big momentum. This is where the stem begins to grow on our beautiful plant that is blossoming. And the roots take very, very deep um, connection to what is beneath us. And, and, and we have a lot of gratitude and a lot of awareness around where the support is coming from and how we can utilize it. 
So another thing that you can do during this first quarter period when it's yang and it's all about being creative and being inspired and going for it, this is a time where you can ask yourself, what is a priority? Because this is when you're going to be implementing your plan. Remember, because the waxing crescent phase is all about the plan. It's a yin phase. It's more passive. But now you're going to implement. So it's important is to really pay attention to what is a priority. All right, so Saturday nights, uh, we have another void moon. Uh, we're going to see the moon void from 9 to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and then the moon is going to move into Leo. So keep in mind that Saturday night might be a good night to lay low and chill. And that is also the last day of Mercury in Aries. So Saturday is probably going to be a really intense day of just like trying to get so much done because we have the sun in, in Aries and um, we have, sorry, I had a notification. We have the sun in Aries and the, the, the life force is like guiding us to, to really take speed, you know? So Saturday is probably going to be a very busy day and um, one where it's it's really productive because the moon's going to be in Cancer for the entire day, and that is the sign of the moon's home. So um, Saturday is a really great day to connect with people and um, you know initiate some of these things we've been talking about. All right, so Sunday at four forty-five in the morning, though we do have Mercury squaring Pluto. And this square to Pluto is going to bring us into awareness of some of the challenges that we have to face. And whenever we see these kinds of planetary aspects of, you know, any kind of, we're not talking about the moon, these energies are building, right? So there is going to be a challenge in the first week of April that we are facing in regards to the shadow that was coming up earlier in this transmission, you know, earlier in the year when we had all these planets crossing Pluto, similar themes are going to show up. So we're going to be reflecting upon that deep, transformative, darker energy that was coming up earlier in the year. You know, what is the belief? the thought, the mind frame, the mindset that we really want to challenge, that we really want to cut out because squares are ruled by Mars and Mars has this function of cutting, has this function of taking action, um, of blowing something up, of creating the opportunity for there to be like a demolishment of some kind so that there's room for something else, right? So what do we want to release? What kind of fears are we ready to release? And how can we have gratitude for the past and certain things that have come up for us and know that whatever is being manifested in the moment is perfect and that those fears are meant to be integrated into the current, you know, into the present. On Sunday, Mercury is going to be at the final degrees of Aries. So it's going to be a really, really busy time where we have the moon in Leo and Mercury at the very edge of 
Aries. So they're going to be trining each other and it's going to just be like a really, really passionate, fiery day next Sunday for sure. By the end of the evening at 10 p.m. Eastern time, we're going to have Mercury move into the sign of Taurus. Now, Mercury doesn't have any specific um, detriment, fall or exaltation in the sign of Taurus, but we can look at what's going on and where the ruler of Taurus is. So the ruler of Taurus is Venus. And Venus is finally in this sign of her exaltation after five months of waiting uh, through that period in, in Saturn ruled signs. So with Mercury now moving into Taurus, we're going to be feeling like a lot more connected to our ability to channel and communicate that deeper faith, that deeper trust, those deeper emotions and how to emit them, how to communicate them. So while Mercury is in Taurus for the next month or so, it's going to be an opportunity for us to really root down and create a rhythm around what it is that we are trying to create because Taurus is all about the rhythm. It rules the ears and our ability to hear the sounds that support the sense of peace, the sense of deep knowing, right? It is the bull, the one that just sits in the grass and can rest in eating, the, in the, eating that grass, you know, being fully nourished. And when the bull is agitated, that is when, you know, things don't really go so well. So you want to make sure that you're doing things in your routine and with your mind that really connect you back to what makes you feel nourished and what makes you feel like you are truly living out and connecting to your deepest values. And some of those values might be seen in your dreams. They pay deep attention to your dreams while Venus is in, uh, while Mercury is in Taurus because the ruler of Mercury in Taurus is Venus and Venus is in the same sign as Jupiter and Neptune in Pisces where those that dream element is being truly amplified in our relationships and in our waking and our sleeping state in our dreams. So as we move through time, on Tuesday, we're going to have another void moon from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern time, um, Tuesday morning. So Tuesday morning is a nice day to kind of take it easy. And we're gonna have the moon move into Virgo on Tuesday through to Thursday. So during this time, it's going to be an opportunity for you to get the nitty gritty done, right? When the moon's in Leo, it's more about, you know, being playful and having fun and connecting and getting your artist out, you know, like expressing who you really are. When the moon's in Virgo, we want to clean, we want to get organized. And with Mercury now moving into Taurus, uh, another earth sign, it's going to be like organizing of the tangible during this mid week in April. And on Tuesday at 10.42 a.m., we have Jupiter conjoining Neptune. So this is, this is super potent, and this is going to be a time where in the media we might be seeing a lot of distortions of truth and a lot of um, deep wisdom keepers around true truth coming out. So be mindful of how your inner channel is playing out. 
and how you can really drop into what the dream is all about, where the distortions lie, what about those distortions can you work with. During this day in and of itself, it's a really, really good day to just like be with yourself. Like I feel like this Jupiter-Neptune conjunction is extremely sacred. It takes, it's like so rare that these two planets in their home sign are actually conjoining in history. I mean, it's, it's very rare. I'm talking like hundreds, if not thousands of years that, that this occurrence happens. So, you know, don't take it lightly, really listen and lean in and allow yourself to embody and embrace in this new astrological new year, what it is that you are trying to manifest in this lifetime you know, astrology really teaches us to pay attention to how fragile and how sacred our time is. And, and that, you know, we are not promised this life. We're not promised this body and everything is always going to change, but the vision often remains somewhat constant. So think about what you've been, you know, seeding for most of your existence and and how you can really embrace and embody the expansion of that dream so wednesday we move from that first quarter moon into a waxing gibbous moon so we're shifting gears and we're moving into a yin phase so in this waxing gibbous moon this is the time where the light begins to dominate and we start to see buds on this beautiful flower that we're creating with our intention. And this is a time where we're going to evaluate our expression and we're going to analyze and perfect it and need to overcome the expression of this intention so that we can experience the highest truth during the full moon, which is the next phase. During this waxing gibbous phase, it is a time where we are very, very creative. It is about pollinating and sharing and reflecting upon who can support the intention. And it is, it is a really good time to be very, very mindful and also trusting in that yin force, right? So just knowing that through that vibration of surrender, that you will be guided to the right things, but within an appropriate container for your own safety and well-being. Right, so this waxing gibbous moon will be in the sign of Aries. Oh, I'm sorry, in the sign of Virgo. So this waxing gibbous moon where we're able to really reflect will be of that of the Virgoian nature. So we're going to be quite particular about what we see and how we can connect with the right people. And again, keep in mind that if we connect the Virgo moon to the Virgo is ruled by Mercury to Mercury and Taurus, and now Venus is in Pisces. So this is all about connecting to the right relationships to pollinate the greater vision. And what happens when Mercury, when, when the moon is in Virgo is it actually opposes that Jupiter Neptune conjunction. And in that opposition of the Jupiter Neptune conjunction, it's an opportunity for us to really feel. And we're going to feel that most intensely 
on Thursday. Thursday is when that moon, Jupiter, Neptune opposition is going to perfect. And um, that's going to be, you know, something that we really want to pay attention to. That perfection is going to be happening in the afternoon on Thursday. And then we're going to have a void moon from 2 to about 5 p.m. Eastern time on Thursday. So during that, you know, afternoon window, you're going to be thinking about the, the mirror of expansion. And there's probably going to be a lot of energy building around what it is you're trying to create and what it is you're, who you who it is you're trying to pollinate with and during that 2 to 5 p.m. period it might be a good time to just pull back unplug you know reflect on your own meditate and you'll feel really really recharged at around 4:45 the moon's going to move into libra where it's going to stay until we have that libra full moon so Thursday night, we actually have Mars moving out of the sign of Aquarius and into the sign of Pisces. So now we have Saturn and Pluto in their own signs. Well, Pluto's in Capricorn alone and Saturn's in Aquarius alone. And this is the first time in months. I'm talking since 2020, 2020, like two years We've had so much energy in Capricorn and Aquarius. And even though there's still energy rooted there, this is the first time that Pisces is going to be super dominant since the Pisces new moon last month, but it's a different energy. This is not the energy of a new moon. In fact, we are actually experiencing the Libra full moon while we have this big alignment, these big conjunctions, these big, this big stellium happening in Pisces. So, now we have Mars being ruled by Jupiter instead of Saturn. And Jupiter is in his home sign. And Jupiter has this, the most planets in his house. So Jupiter is now in charge. And Jupiter is conjunct Neptune, the planet of illusion, delusion. Let's see, what other, what other words we have here? If you're watching me on the video, you can see I have a reference sheet that I created for my students, which I'm happy to share with you. And so Neptune, Neptune is the planet of illusion, spirituality, mysticism, inspiration for creations, escapism, self-sacrifice, surrender, letting go, fantasy, intoxication, and detachment. So with all these planets and conjunct Jupiter, it's really, really important that you don't lose sight of the goal and you don't allow yourself to get intoxicated and, you know, um, in a fantasy world that completely disconnects you to what's happening here on earth, right? So a night, finding this, this whole month and, and then the next month to follow is going to be about finding a divine balance between fantasy and reality and how we're going to bring that, how we're going to bridge that in our world. So with Mars in Pisces, which Mars in Pisces... There is no detriment. There is no fall. Um, but Mars in Pisces is interesting because um, it's a little bit like Mars like Scorp in Scorpio, where it's actually his home sign, um, but it's, it's an evolved form, right? Because this is a water sign. That's why I'm saying there is a bit of like a similarity. Um, Mars in Pisces is going to be helping us to penetrate deeper into taking action on 
Piscean ruled theme. So check out where Pisces is in your chart, especially, and you're going to know exactly what it is that you feel really driven to accomplish, especially in the next month or two. So we're actually, Ooh, okay. So Friday, there are no aspects on Friday. The moon is in Libra and it's building to a full moon, which is kind of rare. You usually, um, there are some there's some energy going on. Uh, there might be some moon aspects, but in terms of uh, planetary aspects, there are no planetary aspects on Friday. Saturday, however, we do have the Libra full moon perfecting at 2.55. So let's pull that up together. That's 2.55 p.m. Eastern time. So when we have this full moon in Libra, you can think back to six months prior to the new moon in Libra and what you were learning at that time, what were you were integrating, what you were needing to embrace, right? So this is all about finding balance and how we how we have achieved in that goal of finding balance and where we can still grow, where we can still, you know, feel where the scales might be off. Libra is ruled by Venus and Venus is in her sign of exaltation. So this is a really beautiful time to be starting new relationships, engaging with coaches, consultants, therapists, uh, business partners, life partners, um, different types of intimacy partners, exercise partners, partners of all kinds are going to be in the hearts and minds of people all around the world. And whether it's we are, we're healing in that process because Mars is here. So there is like a little bit of a push pull and, and some heat and some conflict possibly. And as, as we work on attaining that, but there is just like such a vibrant uh, opportunity with the North node also in Taurus conjunct Uranus and conjunct Mercury there's like this divine calling to do something different. Uranus is the planet of sudden change, of innovation, of chaos, and of sponta spontaneous innovation. So there might be certain relationships that come for you, come through for you during this time that are extremely meaningful, that you've been waiting for for six months as Venus moved through that Saturn transit. And now she has the opportunity to really you know, dive deep, you know, like move through the, the, the trenches, uh, with somebody that understands. So this full moon, we also still have Jupiter and Neptune conjunct. And so it's going to be one where we really want to perfect the vision. We really want to, you know, be outside, look at the moon. I highly encourage you to be with this moon to, to, up your stargazing practice and to see Mars and Venus and Jupiter in the sky as much as you can. So you can channel the dreams that are speaking to you and you can make a better relationship with the illusions, the addictions, the uh, fantasies that are distracting um, your potential growth. So after that Libra full moon, which will perfect right around three o'clock PM Eastern time on Saturday, we're going to have a void moon from 6 to 8.30 p.m. Saturday night, and the moon's going to move into the sign of its fall. Yes, fall uh, in Scorpio. So 
you know, take that Saturday night to unplug, focus on you. And when the moon moves into Scorpio, this is a sign of its fall. So it can be a pretty moody time. So just be aware of how you're relating to that. Um, when we're in this full moon phase, this is all about the fulfillment of the original seed. And it's going to help you to clarify your purpose, to illuminate what is true for you and to fulfill that at the highest level possible. This is in essence, the connection to the energy of a summer solstice. This is when the whole garden is growing and there is just so much that you have to honestly just like weed out what it is that you don't want. Because when you plant seeds, uh, you might have seeds that don't have like the perfect attributes, right? The perfect resemblance of the colors and the shapes and the tastes that you want. So this is when everything is growing. This is when everything is coming to light and everything is flowering. So during the full moon phase, this is all about creation and manifestation. We're back into a yang phase and the opportunity is for us to actually release what doesn't feel good, right? To prepare for the trimming of that process. So starting the week of the 17th, um, I'm remembering that last, the previous week, I didn't give you the, the void moons in advance. So let me just drop them for you. We've got Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. So those are your days where you're going to have void moon periods, especially Wednesday is a really big void moon um, to pay attention to. So Sunday, we're going to have Mercury in Aries, sextile Venus in Pisces. So that's fun. Yeah. So, oh boy. And while the sextile is happening, Mercury is going to be conjunct Uranus. So, wow. What an, what an interesting opportunity. So Sunday, April 17th, we're going to be in a place where we are inspired by other people. I feel like there's just going to be this synchronistic, like understanding whether that's with yourself and a piece of paper or customers and clients or people online, or it's a family member or it's somebody you meet at a bookstore. Like it could just be so random. It could be your relationship with God. It could be God only knows, right? But there is this really harmonious experience between what Venus represents and what Mercury represents fused with the North node and Uranus. So there's this opportunity for us to expand, to embrace, to accept our values as super important and as the key to our own bliss and as the key to our, our deepest sense of peace within our mind. And that sometimes that peace comes from change. Sometimes that peace comes from radical action. And, and Mars is now, now at the second degree of Pisces. You know, and, and Jupiter has separated one degree from that conjunction to Neptune. So there, the, the vision has been received and now the pieces are going to start to come together. So this is Sunday and throughout the week. And with that, with that Libra full moon, this is part of it, right? There's like certain people, certain relationships that really just start to click into place that allow you to feel more at ease, that allow you to feel supported, that allow you to feel heard and that you're on the right path. So Monday, we have a lot of aspects happening, um, which means that Sunday we're going to be feeling it. Um, but Monday is the perfection. So 
Again, Mercury is going to conjunct Uranus. So sudden ideas, innovations, spontaneous um, conversations or journaling. It's like a lightning bolt comes down and tells you what your destiny is. So pay attention Sunday night, especially get your journal, utilize this, the, the rituals that I'm going to share later on in this podcast. And you can use the ritual I'm going to share for any of these transits that I've talked about at any time. These little windows of time are divine portals for you to connect with yourself and to the higher source. So that Mercury Uranus conjunction is going to be at 12 51 a.m. Eastern time on Monday morning. And then we're also going to have Venus sextile Uranus as well, since Mercury and Uranus are conjunct. And then later on in the day, the sun is going to square Pluto at 11, 14 a.m. So the sun is the sign that, or the, yes, I guess you could call it a sign, the planet that um, represents our soul. And it's going to square Pluto, the ruler of the underworld. So there's going to be like a, a, a facing off once again. Earlier in this podcast, we talked about a Sun-Pluto square, a Sun-Conjunction square. Um, and now we're back at the Sun-Pluto square. So this is going to be a different challenge. This is going to be uh, a soul's journey to understanding what the next challenge is all about and how you are going to be completely able to overcome it. It's just a matter of your perception and your relationship to that fear, to that change, to that darkness, and basically committing to mastering it, committing to taking action, committing to working with it because again squares are ruled by mars and mars needs us to initiate needs us to get that yang force going so rather than feeling like you're getting cornered or you're getting you know um, forced into a situation know that this is an opportunity for you to make a choice and for the people around you also are making big choices so a lot of compassion sunday monday uh, Tuesday, uh, the 17th through the 19th, especially, uh, for the people in your life being really sensitive to maybe wait to talk about things or talk about things, um, in a way where you set, set the standard. So it feels really safe and really efficient and meaningful. So Monday night, we are going to have that first void moon from eight to 10 PM Eastern time. So a nice Monday evening to kind of just clear the slate, get some time to yourself. And then the moon is going to move into Sagittarius, uh, ruled by Jupiter. And we're going to feel that expansive energy where all that Jupiter uh, stellium is at in Pisces. So we come out of the full moon phase um, at around 11 o'clock on Tuesday morning. And we're going to enter the waning gibbous phase. So during this waning gibbous phase, it's all about demonstrating what has been fulfilled, knowing that you understand, you see the vision, you see the mirror, and you're going to share what it is that you value. You're going to share what it is that came. Like it's almost like sharing the flowers of the garden that came out, you know, you're going to disseminate these things and convey what it is that you love and that you've learned. This is also a yin phase. 
So this is when the manifestation really starts to come, right? A, a woman becomes pregnant um, and the process of, of carrying that child is in essence feminine. So we manifest, we create, we, we grow something actually in a yin place through that place of surrender and through the process of receiving. So there's going to be a lot of receiving during this waning gibbous moon phase as always. And it's a great opportunity to really ask yourself, what are you grateful for? You know, what has come through that you just, you know, you are so appreciative of. So that'll be Tuesday. And that'll also be the last day of Aries season on Tuesday. So Tuesday night, the sun is going to move into Taurus at 10.42 p.m. Eastern time. And now that the, the sun is in Taurus, it's going to cross over Uranus and I don't believe Mercury, but don't quote me on that. Um, I think Mercury moves a little faster and enters Gemini, but Basically, the sun is going to be in the same place, in the same vibration of Uranus, Mercury, and the North Node in Taurus. So now we've entered eclipse season, officially as of April 19th in the evening. And the first full day of Taurus season, aka the eclipse season on the North Node of fate and of our destiny, starts on April 20th. 420, y'all. <laughs> you know, no coincidence. It's about, it's about really embracing the earth, embracing the resources that are best for us to truly utilize. And so it's about getting resourceful. It's about thinking outside of the box and knowing just how expansive this playing field is. And the way that you can tap into new resources is by really, truly, deeply aligning with your values and finding other people that also love to receive or to give those kinds of values in exchange. So for all my Taurus people, it'll be your birthday and happy birthday season. Wednesday, we have a super long void moon from five o'clock till about midnight on Wednesday night. So Wednesday is like one of the longest void moons of the whole month. Uh, it's a really great time to do inner work. The moon is going to be in Sagittarius. So doing very good, very good, very expansive dream work, um, very intentional traveling potentially. Um, check out where you have Sagittarius in your chart and work on that theme in your life. Later that evening at around midnight, the moon is going to move into Capricorn where we start to actually use our time more practically. Thursday, there are no planetary transits, maybe some moon, but no planetary transits. And the same for Friday. So Thursday and Friday, we just got that Capricorn vibe. Saturn is in Capricorn, Saturn is in Aquarius and the moon is going to cross over Pluto. So there is this like, okay, I'm fearless. I'm going to get structured. I'm going to get disciplined. I'm going to get aligned with my business and I'm going to connect with the people that really see me and that really get it. And I feel so much lighter and I feel so much more connected to my dream. And I believe Jupiter is all about believing. So there, I feel like this transit is going to be really invigorating and really exciting. 
and something for us to look forward to. Friday night, the moon goes void at around midnight until 2.17 a.m. on Saturday morning. So we'll sleep real good on Friday if you're in the Eastern Standard Time. If not, you have a two hour window to play with. And at uh, early in the morning, Saturday morning, the moon is gonna move into Aquarius. And this is the first time that the moon is in Aquarius when it's just with Saturn. So this will be very interesting to see how we feel uh, creating some structure with all the fluidity going on, all the dreaminess, all the fantasy that will be, you know, moving through us. And with Mercury moving through Taurus, getting closer and closer to that North Node, it's going to be interesting to feel how this Aquarius moon um, in a square to the North Node in Taurus is going to direct us, is going to give us a sense of go that way, you know, like this is the long-term plan because it is going to cross over Saturn and Saturn is all about that long-term vision. So really beautiful time, uh, Saturday the 23rd to feel into what the deeper uh, roots are, like where the deeper roots are and how they are supporting you. All right, so we're, we're at the third quarter moon and now we're back in that yang energy where we're going to be manifesting and transforming. And this is all about cultivating so that we can give back and that we can support others in the process of everything that we've learned. So this last quarter phase is honestly usually when we really take action, like we take the most noticeable action in the world on the seed that we originally planted for the new moon. This is why it takes some time, right? It takes three weeks to reach a point where other people see what you've been working on, you know, or more. But this is when you really can give back and you can cultivate what you've been growing and you can share it. So in this last, in this last quarter phase, this is also about reorienting and rethinking your, your thinking, revising your thinking, reorienting and turning away, right? Because we're now the moon is on the, the other half. The other half is, is, is decomposing and the light is, is starting to fade. So it's about preparing for a release of some kind, right? And that's why we give because we, we need to kind of be in a place where we are preparing to surrender again to the unknown. So this third quarter moon is going to be in the sign of Aquarius and it's going to be in a square to Uranus, the North Node, Mercury. So again, it's just going to really invite us to give in a way that really supports the long-term vision. On the 24th, on Sunday, we're looking at Saturn squaring Mercury and Mercury sextiling Neptune perfectly. So there's a lot of mental stimulation happening on Sunday. And um, I've been talking about this, uh, this square between the fixed signs of Taurus and, and Aquarius. Um, so it's, it's going to be very clear. There's gonna have, there's going to be decisions that have to be made by the end of the third week in April. Um, that force you to commit to a thought, commit to a belief, commit to a plan. 
um, that is of your highest good, that is of the biggest uh, intention that you could you could dream of. Um, this is also when the moon is going to be crossing Saturn perfectly. So we've got the moon and Saturn conjunct. Mercury will have crossed the North Node um, by the time we reach Sunday. And it's really going to be like, okay, we know the plan. We know how it feels. Now, how are we going to communicate it? So just take action. Take action on what you value and connect to the communities that you know are going to support it. Sunday and for this final week of the month of April, we've got a void moon Sunday night all the way into Monday morning, uh, Wednesday and Friday. So Sunday night, the void moon starts at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time and goes until about 6.15 a.m. where the moon moves into Pisces. So now the moon has joined this beautiful stellium in Pisces and Monday through to Wednesday, it's going to be the dreamiest time of the month. And it's going to be a time where, you know, baths will be beautiful, spa time will be super enjoyable. Keep in mind that this is this last quarter phase still. Um, so, well, really it's just Monday and then Tuesday or Wednesday. Wednesday is a great spa day. Just saying, ooh, baby, yeah, go, go to the spa. But go in the morning if you're in New York. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's just, it's just going to be a time where we can really like channel like a deeper sense of what it is that we are embracing, what the people in our life are embracing. Uh, it might be emotional. It might be confusing because we do have Neptune as a co-ruler in this place. Um, it might feel overwhelming how much we're trying to expand and we don't even know how much we can hold. But the thing is that keep in mind that, you know, we have a lot of energy in Taurus as well. And this is the fixed earth sign, right? The bull knows itself. The bull knows what it can hold. So just remember that that's where the North Node is. That's where this solar eclipse is just going to perfect on Saturday to come. Saturday, the, the 30th of April. There's going to be a solar eclipse in Taurus, a new moon on that North Node, a new opportunity to burn the bridge behind you and to step into a whole new reality that is going to be the theme for the next year and a half, right? So this is a process of almost like as we, as we move into the, the darker phases of the moon towards the end of this month, it's a completion around the, the Gemini, Sagittarius, North, South node energy that we've been dealing with for the last year and a half and wherever those nodes were in your chart. And starting April 30th on that Saturday, when we have that new moon eclipse in Taurus, it's going to be an invitation for you to shift, for you to now know what your next purpose is, for you to now perfect in that thing as best as you possibly can, right? So Tuesday, there are um, no planetary aspects, but we do have the moon moving into that waning crescent phase. So this is the final phase before the new moon. And again, this is Tuesday night. It's going to move there at about 9 p.m. and it will be in the sign of Pisces. So at night after 9 p.m., oof, it's going to be like a really good time just to like rest and and go slow and and really you could draw, you can paint, you can make art, but be with your dreams. You know, write down your dreams during that time. Wednesday, Mercury is going to sextile Jupiter. 
So Mercury in Taurus, that just crossed the North Node, is going to sextile Jupiter. So sextiles are ruled by Venus. This is all harmonious and beautiful. So yeah, I think there's a lot gonna be some, some really beautiful messages coming through Tuesday night um, about who you're meant to connect with, um, that support your values, that allow you to feel more grounded in the fantasy, right? Like how can you, what can you do about your communication so that it feels more harmonious? You know, sometimes it's just rearranging our perception and creating from there, you know? Um, later in the day, Wednesday night, we're gonna have, oh no, yeah, later in the morning actually, because that, that Mercury sextile to Jupiter is gonna be really early in the morning on Wednesday. Um, Wednesday morning from 9.30 to 12, 10 p.m., uh, so the morning chunk of Wednesday, the 27th, the moon's going to be void in Pisces. So that's what I'm saying. If you can like go to the spa or just chill, take a bath, um, sleep in, uh, take a nap, you know, pay attention when you're on the road, uh, um, it's going to be a good time for that on Wednesday. The moon's then going to move into Aries. And we're going to see Venus perfectly aligned with Neptune on Wednesday at around 3 p.m. Eastern time. So this has been building all month since Venus entered Pisces. And this is going to be like the moment where you see the illusion and you see the dream at the exact same time. There might be something that's coming into fruition that you've been praying for that you're like super excited about. And there might be other parts that you're like, Oh, this is what she was talking about. This is what I could feel if my subconscious was coming. So just be ready for that and write down your dreams when Venus crosses, when Venus conjoins Neptune. You might want to go on a really beautiful date, um, building up to that Venus-Neptune conjunction. Plan something for yourself with a partner, with you know whatever floats your boat. Um, but relationships and fantasy. Um, are going to be a big theme in the last week of April. And then Thursday, we're gonna have Mercury trying Pluto. And this is going to help us to feel the celebration around all the transformative mindset work we've been doing. This trine is gonna perfect around 8 a.m. on Thursday morning. And I think that what's going to happen is that we're going to experience uh, conversations that really give us a sense of relief and faith and the things that we believe and things that we try our best to uphold. And then Friday, we have Pluto stationing retrograde at 2.35 p.m. Eastern time. And that Pluto retrograde is going to send us back. And Pluto is going to be retrograding until October 8th of 2022. So all the time that has passed since the beginning of this forecast, since the beginning of this podcast, where we're talking six months back, there's going to be like a, a reconciling of that time. There's going to be a deep healing. There's going to be a lot of transformative work that allows us to really integrate and, and create compost for the next phase of our relationship with fear, our relationship with control, our relationship with manipulative authorities. Um, it's going to be a time where we really need to reestablish a deeper understanding of 
what we can control and what we can transform and how we're going to do that, you know? So it's going to be a, a time where Friday, you just want to be mindful of conflict. We're going to have the moon in Aries during that time. So, you know, try to keep it cool. Try to just like observe and not react. And then this will also be the last day of Mercury in Taurus where Mercury enters Gemini. Just like I thought, yeah, the sun and Mercury don't, don't catch up. Mercury goes into Gemini where he will later retrograde in the month to come. But Mercury moves into Gemini around 6.20 on Friday night. And this is the sign of Mercury's domicile or home sign. So even though Mercury is going to be going retrograde here, it's going to be a really, really powerful time where we get to really feel clear about what it is that we're trying to communicate. Gemini is the mutable air sign where we are able to um, connect and understand and weave. Well, I'm sorry. It's not the mutable. Astrologers make mistakes too, y'all. Um, oh, it is mutable. Yeah. Um, I always confuse Libra and, and, and Gemini. I always think Libra is mutable, but it's cardinal. Anyway, see the inside of my mind. This is the mutable air sign. So that's why Mercury is a master at, and Mercury in Gemini is a master of thought because it's the completion sign of the thought process. So it's going to be really beautiful. We'll dive into that more in the next podcast episode. Um, but just to let you know, Friday night, uh, we're going to have a void moon around 5.30 through about 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. And then the moon's going to move into Taurus where it is exalted. And then Saturday, we have that solar eclipse in Taurus. So I know this forecast was super long in the future. We're not going to go as far back as we did in so much detail because I know this was the first podcast episode in two years. And there's been so much going on um, that we didn't have a chance to really reflect on. So I hope that this process of looking super far back and even far ahead in the future has been transformative for you. So what we're going to do now is we're going to dive deep into a very simple yet profound ritual, which is designed specifically for Aries season and the energies that we're moving through right now and how you can redirect your perception of things for the highest good. All right, beautiful soul. So we've made it to the ritual for the season. And what we're going to do is go through a three-step process of acknowledging any burdens that might have come up in the last transmission that you listened to, things that feel heavy, things that feel stagnant, and things that may make you identify with the sensation of fear, right? Because that's part of our human experience is to come up against challenges, come up against fears, come up against resistance. And the process is to learn how to alchemize that 
And so this airy season, we are gonna work with the element of fire, cardinal fire, initiative fire. And as we move through time, we're going to be working with the elements in their expression as a way of integrating what is happening in the season. So I encourage you to jump to this portion of the podcast whenever you want to do some clearing, whenever you want to open up some of the divine portals that were mentioned during this podcast and clear whatever is blocking you, whatever feels like a burden. Okay, so get out your journal, um, pull out your phone note, if you will, but I encourage you to write this down as we work through these questions or just allow yourself to embrace the thought process and guide yourself through it. All right, so the first thing I want you to do is think about the burden and try to focus for now on one thing. What is something that you feel is heavy, that you're carrying, that feels exhausting to keep up with, that you may be afraid of, that you think about when you don't feel confident, when you feel insecure. What is the burden? And once you have the burden, I want you to now connect with your ability to burn that burden. We are in Cardinal Aries, Cardinal Fire, right now. So what we're learning is how to initiate our own inner fire and how to work with our inner fire. So in in order to fully engage this process, I invite you to get a lighter and a candle and light up that candle and see yourself burning through that burden. See yourself admiring the flame and how it went from nothingness, nothing could be seen. And oftentimes that's what happens is that our burdens are something that we hide, something that we can't describe to others and they really understand the depth of that thing, the wind of it, the current of it in our mind. So once you light the candle, you'll see that there is a a flame that now remains steady. And it's really just that initiative spark that I want you to be inspired by. So if you need to, blow out the candle and light it again, or just light a match, or work on lighting a fire, you know, in the process of lighting a fire from the, from the start, and how long it can take to actually do that process. But when we have a match, when we have a fire to fire, we can see how quickly it is to burn, right? So as you work with this fire, I want you to imagine how you can experience a greater sense of pleasure, a greater sense of understanding that there is so many other opportunities than just experiencing the fixation on the burden, right? There are other ways that 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 thing could play out. And what are that, what are those things? And throw those things into the fire. If it's a relationship that you fear, 
if it's a career opportunity that you fear, what is the opposite of that burden, right? What is the light to that darkness? And I want you to see that light in the flame. I want you to write that, that energy, that vision, that opportunity down. What is the contrast? And now finally, I want us to brighten the burn with prayer. So in praying that this burn, this flame, this vision of the light over the darkness is what is going to prevail. What creates in this reality is our conviction and our dedication to our values and to our purpose. And so we are not here to be burdened. We are not here to repeat cycles of fear. We are here to embrace possibility, to experience pleasure, deep pleasure, right? So really brightening Brightening, 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 brightening the, the vision, the future, shining light, especially as we move through this month where the dreams are going to be casting everywhere in our physical reality, in our internal world. So brighten that vision. Ask your ancestors to come. Bring the element of fire. Bring the element of Mars, the ruler of Aries. Banish any spirits, any energies, any entities, any connections, any attachments that are not of support, that are not of support of the highest good. Banish anything that is potentially going to do you or anyone in your space or anyone in the world harm. We banish it. And we call in the energies, the entities, the spirits, the ancestors, the guides, the elements to help us to move the wind of the burden up a spiral fashion to the brightest, highest light. And this is the simple practice this month. Super simple. Definitely, if you can, what I want to show you is that this process is basically a thought process. You can deepen it in your journaling. You can deepen it in your prayer. You can deepen it through dance and through movement, through orgasm, through anything that allows you to feel more in touch with your body. You can do it by invoking um, these planetary spirits, by invoking this, the four directions, by invoking your ancestors in whatever order feels good to you. If you can, invoke that sacred space, especially if you're going to be doing something that's deeper. But I don't want you to feel limited that you need, like there, you can only do magic if you, you know, have a certain amount of time. You can do these processes in a matter of seconds. You can identify the burden, you can burn it, and you can brighten the potential that you really want. So do this in an order that feels good for you. And let me know how it goes. Let me know what revelations come through for you this month and how being a part of this starry alignment, cosmic strategy and divine timing experience has supported you. I want to let you know that if you want to go deeper in 
learning how to sync up the cosmos with your day-to-day perfect, your day-to-day schedule, I am currently offering one-on-one astrological business consulting to a very small group of people. As I shared in the beginning of this podcast, I've really reshifted and reorganized my offerings. So this podcast will be monthly and I'm going to be working with a very small group of people that are focused on weaving more astrological wisdom into their day-to-day so that they can know how to plan things uniquely to their lifestyle, uniquely to their business, and how they can send emails at a divinely timed time, how they can choose to rest at a divinely timed time based on their birth chart. Everyone has a different birth chart and how it connects to the time that is passing. Every business also has a business chart. And from that business chart, we can also schedule things to amplify whatever it is that you're trying to do. And so I know this service is super needed in the world and I don't really know of anybody else that's offering it. And as you can see, I can talk endlessly about these transits. And when we look specifically at a person and their life, there's so much practical application that we can apply And it doesn't even have to take that long. It's just noticing like how we just explained in that that ritual. Simple changes make the most profound impact, right? So becoming more aware, whether you're deep into astrology or you're, you're just like, you're here because you're curious. What I know is that cosmic strategy is a real thing. If you're part of my mailing list, I recently talked about JP Morgan and how JP Morgan builds his entire wealth and legacy while working side by side with his personal astrologer. So if you're looking for someone to help you catapult your business, create more ease, create more flow, really drop into your personal sacred rhythm and how that can feed into the vision of your business so that you are more relaxed, you are more yourself, and you are more abundant as a result of syncing up with the energies that we don't have control over. But we can control how we relate to them, how we utilize the energy to leverage what's happening for our greatest benefit, for our client's greatest benefit, and for the world's greatest benefit. So if you're interested in this offering, I invite you to go to my.staryalignment.com. The link is in the description of this episode as well. And sign up for a discovery call where we can learn more about your business and how I can help you. Um, Calls are limited and they're going to be starting in April during this beautiful portal of taking action and really amplifying our dreams. And these containers are three to six months long. So I'm going to be going all in for the clients that know this work is for them. And stay tuned in the future for courses and masterminds that are coming. I'm so excited for this new model and this way of me relating to you all in the world and how we can use astrology to really align with the sacred rhythm that is. 
So thank you so much for joining me. I will see you in a month. Please be sure to leave a review and share on social media if this process provided you with any kind of clarity, peace, or insight that you feel would be beneficial to share and to celebrate. May you live in alignment now and always. Special thanks to our musical sponsor, Starbird, for the wonderful music of In Aries from their zodiacal series of creating musical tones to connect us with the planetary bodies and their vibrations. You can learn more about Starbirth and how to support their work in the description of this video.